to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Now okay. we our theme song is just stolen from Donkey Kong Country. It's not like a right. remix or it's not an original. Jake Flores original. I just put Reverend Wright over it, and it just sounds cool. I, it's hacky. It's like girl talk or something. Um, Which this, people love this though. This is. Donkey Kong Country. They took the sound font, which is where you take all of the like different instances of sound that are used to compose the Donkey Kong Country music, and then they u- applied it to an album that everyone thinks sucks, and they're right. But I th- is it Stadium Arcadia. Let me. I'll play you a little bit and explain what I'm gonna what I'm saying here. The Red Hot Chili Peppers suck because of the lyrics, because they're stupid. And they're all about heroin and California. They're all about whamming and jamming. The music is good. I like some of their lyrics. This sounds like a Donkey Kong Country level. More Anthony Kiedis propaganda on the show. You're not allowed to leave a window or YouTube See, I, shuts off. I fucking hate YouTube. I think Anthony Kiedis is kind of like the North Korea of musicians and that he's unfairly lambasted <laughs> despite all his incredible strides towards a more perfect world. Doesn't this sound like you're in a video game driving a cool 80s convertible and like the, uh, the sunset is kind of just a repeating pattern? Yeah, this no. feels like I'm getting sloppy toppy in my Camaro. This feels like I'm getting high on information. Oh, yeah, that too. But as well, no. who, am I, who am I getting sloppy toppy from? It's, well, it's Dixie Kong. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> fucking alligator, and he's in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, those, whenever you would kill one of the alligators, and he would, like, fall yeah. like that, you'd go, oh! It was reminding me of Jaw Rule. Yeah. Oh! Coincidence? I don't think so. I think they're Jaw Rule coded. Where were you during the events of Donkey Kong 64? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh! Anyway, that's my soundtrack to the summer, man. Oh, did you, did you ever play that uh, Smash a Croc game? Smash a Croc game? <laughs> yeah, you can... <laughs> I'm I'm sorry that the jet lag is not like fully worn off and I'm like pretty loopy still, but you go to <laughs> uh, me too, man. Cool. You go to fucking Chuck E. Cheese. They got that game where you got to smash Crocs with your hands and it oh. pops out and you hit them on the head because they your hands. You're supposed to use a mallet. Yeah, you're supposed to use a mallet, but sometimes you ain't got a mallet. There's no time for that. You got to smash them with your hands. And it was there wasn't any time for that. You had to smash them with your hands. And, and this is all to you say like they Biden. make the same noise. Yeah, Joe Biden has like permanently gotten off a thirteen hour time difference <laughs> at all times. That's why he's, he sounds like that. You had to put a Ow! you had to put a coin in the machine. <laughs> push the other coins. You see, you're not supposed to be there without a kid, but if you're with a kid, it's gonna slow you down getting tickets. Is you there to be tickets, get on the wall, get the money on the wall. Is there a Chuck E. Cheese app now? Do they not do coins anymore? That's what I'm guessing. Oh, the amount you looked frustrated I wasn't letting you get this point in, and then you come in with, does Chuck E. Cheese have an app? Is outrageous. I went to Dave & Buster's. Ten points from Anders' door. I went to Dave & Buster's on 4th of July because it rained. So, like, one of my friends was having a party, and then it was it just got rain. It was, like, in a park. Uh, and everyone was like, fuck. So Dave & Buster's just got slammed with people because everyone had the same idea. And uh, it's it's basically Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's Chuck E. Cheese, it's but they. I mean, that one's like uh, semi for adults, right? Because they're like, you can have a brewski here, but it's not. There's a bunch of kids there. And yeah, shit. it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, do it's, they have alcohol though? Yeah, no, but because it, it's like it's a full bar and shit. Because it's in theory for adults, and in practice, it's for like well, an dead-eyed adult. people with children. <laughs> All right, <laughs> as an looking- adult, I don't want to play any of those games. Is the thing it had hungry, hungry hippos? That's like not. Is that for adults? 
They have the board game. Yeah, because kids don't care about it, and it's just a nostalgia thing, would be my guess. Hungry, hungry. The Chuck E. Cheese, apparently there's three apps for Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) What? Chucky, just a regular Chuck E. Cheese where a kid can be a kid. There's Chuck E. Cheese skating, which is like a game in your phone. And then Chuck E. Cheese racing, another phone game. And Chuck E. Cheese now is skinny. He so got to promote like health. He's a mouse. What do you mean he's, he's skinny? nothing but pizza. Well, yeah, you remember the old Chuck E. Cheese? He had a little chunk to him. Yeah, he, he was, was a, a goddamn size. mouse. He's going back to the old me. He's all, but he's like, it looks sort of unhealthy. To me, I, how skinny he is. I knew somebody who worked at Chuck E. Cheese, and they said that uh, they have beer and wine there. They have wine on tap, but Sheesh. they have a two-drink maximum because, <laughs> well, for various reasons, right? Fascism some, in America is alive and well. Sometimes people's parents are alcoholics, and they get drunk <laughs> and like fight people and shit. And also, you know... Pedophiles are going to hang out at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Spit on it. Yeah, you don't want to give them any more lubrication than they need. Yeah. They're going to be like, I, I just like hanging out here because of the bar. And so you have to be like, this is not a, bar. This is not a real bar. No, like, it's not a real bar. You want the pedophiles visiting your child's institution full of doubt about themselves. You don't want to remove that chemically. Yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Happy, um, was it, it's July 7th. Yeah, it's not July 4th anymore. Um... Happy. Well, I don't want to say happy 4th of July because this is a America Coco 3Ks podcast. Yeah. Happy Native Peoples Day. Yeah, the Lenape happy. people through land acknowledgement for the podcast. We are on Explosions occup- Day. Um, occupied podcasting land. The internet. Yeah. Did you guys have a good July 4th? I took a normal friend to a party with a bunch of like us and like <laughs> we were all making jokes about uh, destroying America and he was like, "No, I think America's good." No, really, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we invented funny. the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been. I'm so far gone off like knowing the, the the narratives of what you tell yourself of like why America is good. I've I've missed out on too many issues of the the Pro America magazine. It's crazy. What it what is like the story of the Fourth of July? I guess it's just that you invented democracy and that you you can have a vote here and that's dope. It's really an anti English holiday at its core. I'm just talking about America in general. I remember in school, like elementary school, when they were pitching, like, here's why America is great. They were like, we have more upward mobility than anywhere else. But that's actually, like, statistically horribly untrue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's it's ideology fog, you know? By the way, welcome to Pod Day America. I'm Jake Flores. Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. Alex Patak is back. I remember some of elementary school. I was taught it was about God. I was also taught that Thanksgiving was about God, which is, you know, you think the story about us ultimately, you know, you like having sitting down with the indigenous people and having that, you think that's like propaganda. Uh, I was taught it wasn't even about that. It was just about everybody loved the Christian God and they had oh. turkey to celebrate God. Like we showed them the, that new track that they just couldn't get out of their heads, the hit of the summer, yeah. Christian God. Yeah, they didn't even try to be like, the peoples were at peace. They were just like, no, everybody immediately dug God. Take our land. We were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you must punish us. Um, so I'm, while we were speaking here, I, I uh, so... Chuck E. Cheese apparently has <laughs> completely moved to an app, and it's making some customers very angry. What do you? Um, what? Is, how could it move to an app? It's a real life arcade. Hey kids, come get your Chuck E. Cheese NFTs. You know, pe- people on the App Store asking the same question. It's not Chuck E. Cheese if it's an app. They bought a summer pass. A family bought a gold summer pass. They went to the same location they got it from to uh, use it, and they were told they have to download the app even though they had a physical receipt. Nobody said anything like that. I didn't the, know the they sold summer passes to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's like a, an amusement park would do that, you know. Um, nobody said anything about the, needing the app, but they were told today that this quote-unquote system resets every week so their benefits got totally wiped 
damn this system. Yeah. We have to change it. <laughs> if it, Chuck E. Cheese is getting automated and turning the singularity, what's next? This is what the end of Fight Club is about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing up the uh, store that has replaced Chuck E. Cheese so you can rebuild the Chuck E. Cheese there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to do, if you have like a new radical agenda, is kind of meet people where they are and where they are is wanting Chuck E. Cheese to come back. So I do think this is a big broad platform that we can set up and launch ourselves on yeah i, I can't tell what's creepier because the original chunky e. cheese has got the hat you know that's a big difference skinnier now and also has no hat but when, when you, know, you say you say hat you mean like the hat the mouse is wearing not like the yes. mouse head N- no i don't mean which like is a human costume. hat yeah, yeah. <laughs> which well sometimes he's just totally robotic yeah yeah and, yep, and he has songs. Yeah. He has a bunch of songs. I checked them out recently. They're pretty sick. He has a skateboard helmet. It's well, it's only when he skateboards. One era. <laughs> well, he, he's never, he's not always skateboarding. Actually, I think he might have been an inline skate guy. But they, they during like the 90s or something, they, you know, they were like, this ain't your grandpa's Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> he's got elbow pads now because he's always doing kick. Oh, that's right. He went extreme. Yeah. For a while. But is he not anymore? No, he's just a skinny mouse. Also, he's only on an app. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> so <laughs> he can kind of wear whatever he wants over there. Was there no, no brick-and-mortar Chuck E. Cheese anymore? No, there are, but you have to use an app to activate your summer pass points, and sometimes the app just wipes your points. That's fucking bullshit, This country dude. is out of control. We're getting Bernie on the case. The woke agenda wins again. Chuck E. Cheese is gone woke and gone broke, mate. <laughs> With gender ideology. That's the spited British person from 4th of July getting back at us. <laughs> the other hand of the coin. Um, is this what all the protests in France are about? Is Chuck the e. lack of brick and mortar Chuck E. Cheeses? I mean, if there was a cheese shortage, I'm sure there would be oh, yeah. riots. They'd let you know. Yeah. Oh, the, the little rat. It's taking all the cheese for <laughs> um, the pedophile restaurant. <laughs> no, the uh, protest. So there were protests earlier this year over the pension, de- uh, the the age change for pensions. They moved it by two years. Macron's trying to move it, and uh, he did it kind of unilaterally. And there are people out in the streets burning stuff over two years. And you know, some people are pointing out like that's. That's the demand is to move it back. Shouldn't we be going aiming higher? Um, but there's other issues that are They're coming. not getting anything out of it so far, so. Yeah. Um, there's some reports, though, because there have been pretin- continued protests slash riots, whatever you want to call them. It's, you know, it depends on the translation. But uh, the there was a young man of North African descent who was executed, murdered by police forces at a, during a routine traffic stop in Marseille, which is apparently, sounds like a bougie place, right? Marseille? Well, it just sounds like it because it's a French. Yeah, it sounds yeah. French, I would say. But as far as French cities go, it oh, sounds yeah. like that's like one of the top. Well, you think you're better than me, Marseille? <laughs> um, but apparently that's one of the, the poorest and uh, one of the starkest income inequality uh, landscapes oh, in shit. the nation of France. So it shows what I know about France. Yeah. Just because I'm a little boy from Lyon. But the police unions are actually furious with Macron because, as we know, he sucks, but he was like, well, there's no excuse to like shoot a boy uh-huh. in the head. Yeah. And mm. they got furious. So it looks, you know, there's some reports of like a coup, like the police were just taking matters into their own hands and trying to overthrow the Macron government. I think that appears to be exaggerated. Also, very sad to say, there were some videos circulating of zoo animals running through the streets uh, and reports that, like, the protesters liberated the animals to join their side. The, 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 those videos were from other incidents years ago. Oh, that's yeah. A shame. No, everything that's like that. Let you, the you, you have to out. look up the debunk on shit like that. There was like a photo the other day going around and, of people rioting and then I mean, this part was real. Like our our dumbasses, our stupid people over here were quoting it and they were going like, this is not the France I know. And then you go, it's just bait for 
people to dunk on. Sorry, that's the end credit sequence from Fight Club. It's not actually the current protests in France. It's bait for like Twitter people to go like, mm, actually, France is like a very revolutionary place. <laughs> Who do you know? You know, I think France is say magnifique. <laughs> Uh, and it's the the point is still correct, but like I looked it up and it's a picture from like five years ago or some shit. Yeah, it's a big dog whistle uh, at the right wingers right now is saving France from the African hordes. There's a there was this guy who was in the newspaper for joining the Ukrainian fighting forces from Germany, and he was like decked head to toe with Nazi shit. And he was like, this is for France. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, okay, we all know what you mean. <laughs> Got it. It has been kind of odd and slightly funny to see Macron, um, you know, having to sort of move left on the Ukraine war because it directly affects French energy supply and the French economy. And so he had to propose in his reelection campaign, like nationalizing energy. Plus, from what I understand, Ukraine admitted to blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. I don't know what's going on there. I still, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, well, yeah, they said it was the latest official statement. Yeah. The like common wisdom for what happened, which is probably not true, is that it was like a Ukrainian non governmental. Group, an oh, NGO. Damn these NGOs! Yeah. <laughs> They're out of control. These scuba diving demolitionist NGOs, right? Of which there's a dime a dozen. <laughs> it was Planned Parenthood. Yeah, they, I, some of them tried to canvas me and on the street in McCarran Park, and I uh, <laughs> yeah. knew they were up to something smelly. But, um, but yeah, and he's also Macron is also trying to get negotiations going because, again, it's not good for Europe. I mean, it doesn't really matter to the U.S., which which is why all the U.S. politicians, for the most part, are like, keep fighting. Let's keep this war going. It's right. good for us. As long as there's not, like, full-scale nuclear re retaliation, we're very far away from yeah. what's happening. But even if there's just a little bit of a whoopsie, there's been a whole back-and-forth all week about this uh, nuclear power plant uh, that's in the middle of the fighting and it's mostly shut down, but they can't shut it all the way down because they're going to need it again for the winter. And the Ukrainians have just been shelling it mm. this whole time. Uh, uh, if nuclear power is even real. If it's even real. I didn't even consider that. And did, did you see the new thing? The new thing? I don't think so. The new I thing know, I is... I was not aware that people thought it was fake. Oh, wait. I saw... Um, what's his name? Owen Benjamin is a nuke denier. Owen oh, Benjamin, he's yeah. saying that, like, nuclear bombs do not exist. Yeah, they, they faked it right. for because of COVID or something. I don't know. It's crazy. You know, I, don't, I can't really wrap my mind around <laughs> what the theory is. Well, but basically, he's like, well, how'd they get uh, footage of it if... Wouldn't the camera blow up? If it filmed it, <laughs> how did you get online? <laughs> how did you use the computer to get here? They put the camera like behind the shit, right? Well, they had like all this funding, and they invested in like a you know telescopic lens, so yeah. they were able to zoom in from very far away. Yeah, they're pretty good at technology. They invented a nuclear bomb, <laughs> so actually that wouldn't be that hard to set up at all. Anyway, well, uh, in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> there may be a new nuclear meltdown happening over Europe in a way that's, you know, if I'm the president of France thinking, well, that's kind of close to France, right? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because uh, there was a troll point on the, I assume this isn't, gen maybe, a uh, genuine take from a Russian senator who said that, like, maybe NATO and the UN has got to get control of France because they have nukes. Uh -huh. And they're, you know, in, there's instability. If that's real. Yeah, <laughs> France isn't. Maybe these protesters will get their hands on a nuke, mm -hmm. which is perhaps an alternate ending to the movie Lahaine. Have you guys seen that? No, what's Lahaine? It's a great. Uh, well, in French, it's like, La but it's La it's a great movie from the nineties. What are you doing? Totally black and friends? white. Um, about <laughs> it's it's related to contemporary events. Um, it's it's in this is one of the first times. Um, the idea of the suburbs was really called into question for me because I remember watching this as a teenager and they're like, yeah, we're from the fucking suburbs. The suburbs, they suck. And I was like, I guess suburbs suck, but like, no, there's police presence in the suburbs. And in a lot of countries, 
and the U.S. is increasingly becoming this way, the suburbs are the outer rim places where you put all the poor people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was opposite here for a while, right. where it was suburbs, rich people, city poor people. Yeah. They were intended kind of changing back. to be where rich white people hid, and then the economy is funny, and it switched everything around. Yeah. Right, but in France, it's been a long-standing thing that the suburbs of Paris are the police. It's very poor, and the the police there are especially brutal. And there's this great movie about these three young men, one of Arab descent, one Jewish, and one black, and they uh, are friends, and they're dealing with the fallout from one of their friends being killed by a cop, um, and you know protests going on, and uh, very very good movie. Um, so, but that. Shit has not gone away. It's it's just gotten worse and worse. And even in the 2010s, when they had a quote unquote socialist prime minister and socialist government, they made it a law so police could carry guns because you know in a lot of countries in the West, police don't carry guns. And just across the channel in the UK, they don't do it, and it is kind of fine it uh, really improves things because then your shithead crooked cops you know even when they get really crazy and out of line they really like do a lot less damage right <laughs> it's like way harder to do all of your horrible uh, 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 crimes against humanity when you, you just have a stick yeah yeah um, yeah, and it's crazy because, like, all the arguments against disarming the police here about how, like, things would devolve into mayhem didn't happen in these European countries. Right. I would still say just hanging out. The one thing you get here is that there are so many guns per capita that if the police didn't have guns, everyone but the police would have guns, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, in a situation where there aren't 10 guns for every human being, it's actually like a much better system. <laughs> yeah. I get, I think also though, like, uh, a, a lot of the arguments with the police are like, um, you know, if if uh, if they if they, they don't have all this power, then uh, all this crime will happen and people will shoot each other. And like the answer to that is like, all this crime is happening and people are shooting each other. Like they don't really. Yeah, no, stop it doesn't help anything, anything from happening. All it does is allow, uh, you know cops who are scared to shoot their way out of a situation, (laughs) which is only good if you're that person specifically, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting what comes to pass because, you know, obviously the, uh, these protests are going to be constrained by the police state and the Macron government, which I don't think is going to budge on all these issues, but, uh, you know, there's hopefully they continue and, you know, uh, I mean, it's just like we said, few months ago it's amazing that he's doing the austerity stuff and now the you know power elite in france are rallying to the defense of the police after just a year a few years ago of of the gilet jaune straight up you know shutting down the whole country um and i guess they keep trying to play chicken with these movements well Um, one local raccoon man had this to say the left must embrace i can't the left must embrace law and order in France and elsewhere. I can't do Zizek today for some reason. Oh, in, I, <laughs> in France and elsewhere, everyday insecurity hurts the poor more than the rich. He's defending police for some reason. This is the la- most next time I've heard from Slavo Zizek since he debate, debated Jordan Peterson. Like, this is the next thing for him. <laughs> He's popped up to say something weird like this now and then. He was kind of transphobic a while back. It seems like he's looking for a hit. Like yeah. He's kind of like I'm a little irrelevant right now. Maybe if yeah, he's doing hot takes. Yeah, he needs to you know tackle stuff people really care about. Like why does Chuck E. Cheese look slim now? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm why sure he, he could write a whole thing about that. Pervert's Guide to Ideology style thing about the various mascots of. It is a mouse, and it only eats pizza. <laughs> Do you guys remember? Is ten years ago now? His beef with Chomsky over email. <laughs> over email, it. using it, it responding so too much. Yeah, but not even to each other, just to like third parties who were, you know, say, hey, Chomsky <laughs> said this about you. Zizek said that about you. And they asked like, basically somebody asked Chomsky in an interview, like, would you be uh, down to have like a, an event where you're on a panel with Slavo Zizek? And Chomsky's like, I don't see the point of that because I don't understand anything he writes. And I don't think anyone else does either. <laughs> and then Zizek got so mad. 
Uh, he has a fair point there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, as he called him out, it's just posturing. And that's what a lot of this stuff is. That's not to say there's never a clever or entertaining insight from Zizek, but I think it's fair to say that, as Tomsky said, there's no theory there. He's truly spitting. Yeah, he, oh, it's all Whatever he comes to, to his head, he's uh, showing it. He's showing the world, but he's guy showing it. Our son it's fun to listen to, but it's yeah. like, is he just making this shit up half yes. the time? Um, what are we even saying right now? Chomsky should do it. He should, he should be the new strong bad. We should all watch him answer Interesting. his emails. You know? <laughs> oh. Time to do the email. Yeah. Games. Del- Games. I mean... My so guess would be to cheat. <laughs> they found out uh, I've been helping Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Deleted. <laughs> That's going to my spam file. I mean, I guarantee you he types at least 3,000 times faster than he speaks. So there's mm. that. Um, but it, we're in New York City right now. And we are. Uh, yeah. star runner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys hear about this? You know where I'm going with this? What the hell? Oh, this? hell yeah. Jake's... I heard about this. Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> playing the field. Uh, we're both... Oh, uh, sorry, different New York story. I heard about this, though, too. Yeah. Yeah, usually when you say you hear about this, you have to say, like, a thing first. I know, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's kind of <laughs> fun to just say it and you heard you about guess. this? You heard about what, this? what am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've heard about this. You I've heard about, about how I'm married. Yeah, you're married. I'm in girlfriend mode. No, I'm um, Polly, like Bill de Blasio. Right. That's you where we're going the, with this. The same. Right. Um, and, you know, not everybody is I'm afforded the luxury. I'm dating Bill de Blasio. We're in a thruple together. You could be dating Shirlane McRae, perhaps. <laughs> not even joking. Anything's uh, possible. You could be cheating on your fucking girlfriend with Shirlane McRae. I think yeah. the story here is if you are a uh, New York mayor head, as we are on the show, um, and you read the newspapers, you'll notice an official announcement <laughs> in the press that Never the former done. mayor <laughs> is single and ready to mingle. But he's not divorced. He's just no. swinging. I'm That's sorry. Amazing did thing. he announce this like so that he could get laid? Yes. <laughs> like Just Both so everyone them. knows. Both of them. You can't help but respect it. <laughs> Both of them solely did this to have sex. Yeah. Not with each other. I mean, you have to respect it if that's just the goal here. I mean, fuck, dude. Yeah. Someone it's a pretty wants good to fucking ex-mayor right now. That's a good flex. I was mayor of New York City, I think. <laughs> right. Um, Six-year age gap between them. Canceled. Guess, but guess who's older? She is. Sherlane? Sherlane. Oh, right. an He's older a woman. Freak. A lot of people call that. A lot of people who are against age gaps the other way. When I tell them my girlfriend's seven years older than me, they're like, "That's hot." Yeah. Well, there's a double standard there. It's because bullshit. Yeah. Um, but uh, she was a lesbian, as she announced in the 1970s. She wrote that. Really. And then Bill turned her. You're saying? Yes. Apparently, he was very. Uh, persistent, yeah, <laughs> and also big. And had, yeah, I've been a lesbian for five years, but women are just too small. <laughs> Turns around, and sees the largest man in New York City. You know, I kind of have that going on. I've figured this out recently. I've dated a few women who are like mostly like into girls, like almost a lesbian. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like the one guy they'll date. I think I need to hang out with Bill De Blasio. Yeah, dude, come a, over. It's a vibe. He lives like two blocks from me. Also, Sherlane's that they're still sharing that house. They came into a, the strand I worked at uh, over there in Park the Slope. Strand. The yes. strand. Yeah, they 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 frequent the strands. They go to the YMCA. They're active in the neighborhood. They're you probably, can spot him because he's seven feet tall and surrounded <laughs> by security. <laughs> um, but they so in the. In the article, apparently they both worked for Dinkins in the early 90s, and she just could not resist Bill's charm. And, uh, you know, they had a goatee at the time, very hot. Um, That's not hot. I need a picture of this. That's I guess in the 90s it was appropriate. Well, yeah, yeah, pull well, that he up. He had it until, like, he ran for mayor, I think. Um, I'm sorry, everyone that has a goatee still is, like, evil now. <laughs> it's, they're the guys from Facebook that are mad at you about... Yeah, gone woke or whatever. I mean, it is funny how far we've regressed because ten years ago, and when Dil, Bl- oh, Dil- shit. whoa, we have He's a, a smoke picture show. of young Bill De Blasio. Plus. Man, holy crap! Andrew's using the word "smoke show" to describe this young person. 
looks remember- like a large Bob Dylan. I mean, this is the one people pass around, and I don't think this one's a smoke show. I mean, there's some smoke going on there, if you know what I mean. That's he the, has a the, large uh, afro. He looks right. like he's in, like, Credence or something. He looks like he is high on pot, and I think that's why. There's a real possibility, given the time period, Anders. Yeah, but if you remember 10 years ago, like, uh, New York City, it seemed like things were really, really changing, because he had uh, Bloomberg, which is was a kind of a, a continuation of Giuliani, and then all of a sudden... You have this tall man who is has been accused of being a socialist, credibly. He went down to Nicaragua in the 80s and uh, is married to an African-American woman who used to be a lesbian and is also Italian-American and a, a red, I think a Red Sox fan, if I'm not mistaken, for a point. Okay, um, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's diversity. Yeah, it's, I mean, Bloomberg was also from Massachusetts, but anyway, uh, that was, the, something's changing. Something's, you know, changing in the water in New York City. They had the viral ad with his son, um, and if you remember, de Blasio wasn't actually anti-stop and frisk until uh, there was a court ruling that was like, this is blatantly unconstitutional, and he's like, yeah, you know what, I've always been against that, and that's because my son is black. Right. And they had. We just got the test back. <laughs> <laughs> right, my teenage son has been black this whole time. <laughs> we don't know who the Afro also comes white. from. Also white. Yeah, that's the thing. De Blasio. He, turns out he's my son with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he seemed like a very progressive, and he was talking about income inequality. This is before you know Bernie ran for president. This seemed like a very progressive campaign, and I think the fact that he disappointed so many people really was a step back for people's expectations on the municipal level. And I think, you know, that's why uh, it just seems like we're never going to have a mayor in any major city who's uh, actually progressive. But if you follow the tea leaves, he was never that serious about any of this stuff. I do wonder, too, if our current mayor is pushing people back in that direction just because he's been so far right wing as a Democrat, like kind of the, uh, the way you can only do in a Democrat stronghold. Um, but to focus on the true issue of the story, I think more people need to start putting, uh, updates from their personal lives in the newspaper. That's That's, going to revive print media. That's what is really weird about this to me. Like think about if I could open the newspaper and be like, Jake is moving to California front page. Well, that should be, and it will be the front page of the New York times soon. Uh, if it's a trend, if there's more than two people doing it from Bushwick, it will get a New York Times blurb at least. I kind of have like, uh, I'm kind of mad at Bill de Blasio, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying, because, uh, you know, there is this like this real um, interesting space that the. I'm going to argue reactionary point of view lives in in terms of doing stand-up comedy in Manhattan for shithead reactionary tourists and making punchlines about like Brooklyn's full of these polyamorous witches and shit and it's you know it's adjacent to queer shit but it's not and if you're not and if you're like straight but you're you're someone who arrived at dating a certain way and conducting your personal life a certain way for reasons that are real, but you're not like understood as a thing that you should not attack the way that marginalized groups are, then people feel very uh, licensed to, to attack you and to be a dick and to attack, you know, the vague umbrella of degenerate living that we all live under all of us that aren't trads. And I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, Hey, you've probably listened to this show for years. If you're a loyal listener and probably maybe didn't know this about me because I don't talk about it that much because it's not really that relevant all the time. It depends what we're talking about. Um, but like much like being a vegan or something, you're still accused all the time of like, oh, every person that's like this is always shoving it down your throat. Mm-hmm. And you go, what What about the people that you didn't know? You know, you didn't know. Like, there are plenty of people you met that are vegans and never told you they're a vegan. And 
so you said like this is like a logical fallacy for you to go everyone's always shoving this thing down my throat uh for bill de blasio to come out and just be like I'm a Brooklyn polyamorous witch who wants to do my astrological charts and shit. It's uh, it's annoying because <laughs> it's making it look like there's a bunch of people like that who are doing this thing because it's uh, it's trendy and f- they're fucking annoying or whatever, and not because they dated for a long time and figured out that they have certain like shit they need to do. Bill de Blasio, you have never hexed the moon. Yeah, and he's never <laughs> hexed the time. fucking moon. I, it is worth reiterating that I, the newspaper did not say Bill de Blasio is Polly. It just said <laughs> he's separating from his wife. Yeah. <laughs> but well, how do we know it, though? It, they said it in a way where they're specifically like not getting divorced, just separating and are single, which but is, I think, in a newspaper, the way you say he's Polly and he's a witch. Well, they, they're still living together. But they're single? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if they can have sex with each other. I don't know if that's a line they've drawn. They have a sock door system. But maybe it is one of those things where it's like, we don't want to go too far and use the term poly. And maybe this is them kind of like testing the waters to see if they what they can get away with in the public eye. You what know, the fuck is going on then? Why is this a story? <laughs> like It's for both of them to get laid, 100%. It's if you a look story at, because now you can have sex with Bill de Blasio. I mean, okay, but and like... Did you or did you not say he dyed his hair? Yes, I said... That. Okay, I have great. it right here. So look at this. This is in the in the article. They have different <laughs> photos of him. This is from like 24... Oh, no, tw- uh, during the pandemic. I'm looking at a picture of him with gray hair and a SARS mask it, on. It the COVID looks mask, sorry. nice. He's got like salt and pepper. It's kind of a sexy deal. Oh, and kind then, of a, a salty Captain Admiral. Yeah, and this is 2023 updated, now single again, Bill de Blasio. Look at this hair. Whoa, yeah, this he's is on some shit. Clearly okay. a die job. So, Looking okay. young. Well, this is interesting. This is all coming together to paint a picture for me because we have overlapping like midlife crisis stuff going on. He's clearly, uh, you know, putting some premium on his like he's living his life. You know what I mean? He's out of office and he's like, I'm going to go fucking uh, whatever. Uh, he's dying his hair. He's driving a convertible. And it also his early life. There's this huge question mark we discussed earlier over what kind of guy this is, you know, like, cause I guess when I didn't, I didn't really know that much about de Blasio before I moved here because I moved here like right at the end of his, uh, his, his like tenure or whatever. Right. And I, you I, did, I think so. You probably moved here, uh, at the end of Bloomberg's tenure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess he was elected 10 years. ago. Oh, right. No, fuck. Okay. Yeah. But he was like, for, right when he was coming into office, well, I was doing open mics and shit while he was in office. Sorry. Yeah. I remember him being, uh, being in office. I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. I guess what I'm saying is I don't have the narrative that people have of like, he's a fraud squad. Like I thought he was a big crunchy leftist yeah. fucking freaking guy. And then he was the mayor and then he was, a, you know, bullied by the NYPD or whatever. I was just like, He's a politician. Like, yeah. I just always thought he was a politician. But it sounds like there's this question of whether he had intentions. Uh, and then, you know, the the system of being a politician, like, actively pushed those back. Or like you're saying, they were fake to begin with. Yeah. He was, I mean, he worked for the Clintons. Like, he was never, you know. Here's what I'm getting at. If he's a weird relationship anarchist guy... That might be part of his actual, like, in the past, he was a crunchy guy you would see at Burning Man or whatever uh-huh. and was, like, legitimately questioning all sorts of things and structures and stuff. How much of it just, how much of the 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 job of mayor sucked the soul and the questioning out of him? See, when the job of mayor was sucking his soul, he had to stop having his soul sucked out by these strange hoes by the side of the road. Yeah, like, what would he have been like if he was never mayor? Hmm, probably more, I don't know, probably the same, to be honest. I mean, he would always do things like, so, you know, when the Amazon deal was announced, I'll never forget this, him saying, like, he was asked about all the criticism of Amazon coming to Queens and displacing people and just, you know, having a huge tax giveaway. And he's like, look, I think there's some left position out there where a job is actually like a good thing for 
the human, you know, condition or uh-huh. whatever. And so he's like trying to co-opt, which maybe he got from Dante, his son, who I've heard is like maybe listening to this podcast. Uh, but he he would have rhetoric like that. And then on the same issue, a few months later, when the deal collapsed because there was a grassroots movement against it, he was like, yeah, uh, I w- yeah, I never thought it was a good idea. I thought it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's just an idiot. I think, yeah, I think he's just like a... He just has incoherent beliefs like most yeah, people. Yeah, he's a lib. I mean... Um, he is better than Adams, though. We can at least give him that. Well, let's and talk think- about Mayor Eric Adams, because something incredible happened this week. Yeah, I think he's... So I think... I want to start this... But I, I think Dill de Blasio is really... Called him Dill de Blasio. That's a good name, actually. Dill, Dill de Blasio. I was doing Deckard Kane saying Diablasio all week. <laughs> Diablasio. Diablasio. He, I think, is very angry at Eric Adams right now because he has sucked all the attention away from him within the current and former New York mayor community. Um, because the day after Bill de Blasio announced that he's now Polly, uh, Eric Adams has more, you know, schemes, lies, crimes that are coming <laughs> to take the attention away. Okay, my understanding is what happened is that he carries a photo of a guy in his wallet and forever has claimed that it was a friend of his who was another cop who was killed. And someone figured out that it is absolutely not. It is a photo that his he made his aides just like come up with and print out and it's just a made up photo of some guy. Yeah, and they stained well, no, it with coffee. I mean, it's it was a real guy uh, to the extent Eric Adams was friends with him. I don't think we really know, but um, he said this off the cuff and then had to work backwards from the lie that he kept a photo of him in his wallet and so he had aides get together put together this photo which you know what I don't think anybody was really asking for nobody really thought too hard about him <laughs> mentioning this photo in his wallet uh, but once he said it he has to you know make sure that it's <laughs> consistent and so he had an aide get the, a photo together and pour coffee on it to make it look you like know if you have a, if you have a set decorator on staff at the mayor's office <laughs> you have to keep them busy because you're already paying through the roof for that yeah coffee rings very authentic Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a real guy that died, though, right? Yes, yes. But he's, is he making up like that they were like real tight or whatever? I don't know. I mean, I, they probably knew each other, but uh, I, I, I'm sure it's exaggerated to some extent, which is a New York tradition. Um, but that's not even the only thing that happened this week with Adams. I mean, that's kind of like... Yeah, also distracting. This is like a um, week after he yelled at that Holocaust survivor. Yeah, he's yeah. so fucking great. Well, he, he called her a. Uh, he implied that she was his <laughs> slave owner, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and that he was on her plantation because she was like, "Why is rent going?" <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that was a famous part of the you know Dred Scott decision. Can a slave uh, raise rents on a rent-controlled apartment <laughs> in New York City? It's an awesome move, though. Honestly, like if I were him, I would pull that one out all the time because everyone has to stop whatever you were talking about before to be like, "Whoa, no one has on any plantation." <laughs> <laughs> or are we? No, we're not. Uh, I'm sorry to you, but also, why are you raising the rent? Yeah. Great question. Why are you raising the rent? Which he doesn't really have a good answer for. Um, but as it turns out, his and I w- and I've been saying this. You know, it's a matter of time. I think before some legal shit happens to him. Um, but his his cronies this week got charges announced against them. There's an ex-cop who's tied to Adams um, who got charged by Manhattan DA, George Soros funded, by the way, DA. He throws his money around in good places sometimes. Uh, Not to say Alvin Bragg is, you know, not a cop or a decent socialist or anything, but uh, he is at least charging people surrounding Eric Adams for uh, gaming the public matching fund system in New York City. Um, That's the uh, dating app that de Blasio uses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, oh yeah, that's what I forgot to bring up is this is a kind of, I think this is a first attempt to get laid for de Blasio because he says in the article, I don't believe in online dating. So he's just counting on. That's why he's making the article. Yeah. He's counting on women reading it and coming to him. And then when that doesn't happen, you're going to see him on field. I've mostly re- relied on lurking in the corner of bars and slowly removing my wedding ring in front of women there. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so weird. We're, you know, potentially going to see him 
mingling in bars. I for him to not be into dating apps is I I kind of fundamentally like I think they're good, especially if you're doing something like non-monogamy or whatever, where you can just put your shit out there. But it, also, though, I think that he might not be into them because everyone's response to seeing Bill de Blasio on a dating app yeah. is going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yo, is that, are you real? <laughs> DMs will be leaked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He had a bad experience with the Chuck E. Cheese app. He no longer <laughs> trusts phone experiences. People finding out uh, about his uh, genitals. That could be a photo that circulates. That could be a photo. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, but That's yet- why there's three Chuck E. Cheese apps in a lawsuit. <laughs> That's why there's a new Chuck E. Cheese. Right. The one with the skateboard showed his dick to a child. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting that uh, Adams himself was not charged in this thing, which um, I don't know if that's like a norms deal, like the DA doesn't want to go after the mayor head to head, or he's maybe a, a little astute at making sure he's not, you know, on paper connected to any of this stuff, um, or if something's coming down the pike where he gets actually charged. But it is, you know, as we talked about before, it's funny to see all these like sort of national Democrats talking about how Eric Adams is the example for the modern Democratic Party, and it's like a tough on crime. That he does more lies yeah. <laughs> per statement than right. your average individual. By yeah. And he's extremely unpopular and also uh, barely won. Like he won as a result of this convoluted instant runoff primary system, which IRV is intended for general elections to nullify the effects of third-party voting. Uh, but they did it here in New York. They don't even do it in the general election in New York City. They only do it in the primaries. Because the primary might as well be the general. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like... Yeah, just, just, why What the? Why did they do that? I remember that, and I, at first I was like, oh, ranked choice voting. I remember this from yeah. a DSA lecture about how it would be good for... Uh, but you're right, it's... It, if it's a fucking mayor's race where the Democrat is the de facto candidate, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I mean, it was supposed to help. I, I remember talking to somebody a few, before it was instituted who was saying, like, yeah, this is going to help, like, third parties. If we wanted to form a socialist ballot line, this would be good for them. And I remember saying at the time, because someone had mentioned this to me, that, like, it was going to only apply to the primaries. And this person who was making this pitch just going, uh, no, no, that's not true. And wrong, yeah, wrong. We really, really showed him um, because, yeah, I mean, maybe Adams would have won regardless, but he, the fact, I mean, he won. There was no uh, strong, clear, progressive alternative to him, uh, which is something people fail to point out. I remember that's fucking that summer or whatever. That was the worst. Yeah, that was so doomy. Like they all sucked so hard. Yeah. But, you know, I do think there's a chance. Remember um, Andrew Yang was in yeah, there? Yeah, like he was he around. I was saying was at the out time. Of fucking comedy clubs or they fight me and shit. <laughs> I wonder if he's single. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, he's, uh, he's like very horny for his wife. He's neither poly nor monogamous, that. but <laughs> forward. Oh, yeah, he's the third thing. <laughs> he's forward and... It's the his penis has formed an arrow. <laughs> but I remember saying like he would be people should rank Yang because at least he's not Adams and would have been it would have been a better situation because he you know Adams is much more entrenched in New York City's institutions. Um, but I still think there is a solid chance he could be go the way of Lori Lightfoot in two years and get ixnayed um if you know if there's so a clear if there's a clear alternative i mean somebody's bound to challenge him i have heard that like at by this point no one's really started laying the groundwork yet which they kind of have to start doing but i think somebody's going to do it and especially if, if chicago can elect a progressive mayor and unseat a unpopular incumbent we should be able to do it here and i'm not saying dsa should endorse somebody or it should be like a socialist and we should exert resources on that as a socialist organization, but at least a somebody to the left of Adams, I think is, you know, worth a shot and somebody should do it. I, I, I simply don't have it in me to get excited for an upcoming mayor's race. There's, there's no, there's no will left inside <laughs> yeah, no, to gin up enthusiasm for this. Yeah. Okay. When is the next one? 
2025. We're going to do a whole presidential election before then. That's true. We're going to talk about RFK for six months. Both of these are going to be fucking lame compared to the chaos of like the last few. These, there's nothing. And there's just no hope. There's no good. Well, you know, I think Donald Trump could be turned left. What if he became mayor of New York? (laughs) See, this is a new angle. You know? That would be worth talking about. Like how Hillary was a senator or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he would get elected in the city proper, but maybe Long Island, maybe maybe Santos's seat. Trump could win. The mayor of Long Island. The thing is, he doesn't actually like doing politics stuff. He just likes, you know, being uh, a big, powerful man. So I don't think... He would want to run for mayor. So after being president, doesn't that kind of like a huge downgrade in a disappointing way? That's why yeah. I think it would be really funny is if he just did it. It would be fun. It would be chaotic. That's the uh, politics equivalent of like, uh, I'm going to drop it and bump the open mic because I'm a headliner. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to ask. So I, I guess I'm confused. Is he not going to jail? I thought he was going to jail. Yeah, Trump. what the fucking... <laughs> But like we're still talking about him becoming president, so is he like not going to jail? I think or? we got tricked again. It remains to be seen. I mean, uh, it, I, for him to go to jail, they would have to like speed up the process because these things typically take a long time. Um, but there is incentive. There's both incentive and disincentive to speed it up before the election. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not holding my breath on it, but that would be very interesting if you ran for president from jail. But um, I would love him to also fight the case as president. That could also be good. Yeah. Murray has jumped on the table and will be giving his opinion on the upcoming election. He's producing the show. Well, Murray, uh, we actually have a local slice of life story for you. That's here. right. Speaking of New York, uh, this will be... The Big Apple. But this will be relevant to our listeners around the world because it involves an international house of pancakes. Whoa. I'm listening. International. Yeah. You know what IHOP worldwide as far as I'm aware does not serve though is broccoli. I don't think I've seen that on the IHOP menu. That could change though because one of the restaurants. Hold on. Let me stop you there because they have a variety of egg dishes and and they also have like lunch and dinner so I think there is broccoli. You could definitely get a broccoli in omelet. an omelet, I think. Also, yeah. sides of steamed vegetables, I'd be willing to bet. I don't know for a fact, okay. but if you I, wanted to gamble. I'm okay. not going to sit I'm here and let you tell this fine audience that there's no broccoli at IHOP. I'll, I'll look it up on the Chuck and Cheese app. Um, that makes no sense. Yeah, I know. I, the app doesn't work. It doesn't work for anything. <laughs> He's uh, retreating because <clears throat> he knows we beat him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there's, in the Bronx, a man by the name of Dominic Broccoli. Top name. He's Italian-American. I guess I never put two and two together that, you know, because there's the broccoli, the the James Bond people, but that's an Italian name. And some people say it comes from the the genesis of the broccoli plant, which I I don't know how true this is, but according to this article, uh, somebody at one point may have mixed Rob like broccoli rob that was originally its own plant with cauliflower and that's how they got broccoli oh shit whoa little little leafy trees yeah um but he love broccoli rob by the way please don't step on the mixer murray i'm going to kill you but broccoli owns uh he's called the ihop kingpin of the bronx uh (laughs) and he has a mansion upstate and right now is at war with the Friends of the Fishkill Supply Depot. Fishkill is a place. Fishkill? Uh, yes. That's, you know how, can we get Murray off? Oh, he's stepping on the yeah. fucking, I, I thought was Jake like, was doing that. I didn't know what I thought was happening. I, I thought you was, did that somehow. He was scooting, he was scouting out my lap, but, uh. So there's these good. revolutionary war enthusiasts who are, t- according to Mr. Broccoli, making his life hell. This is... <laughs> From an article in Curb. In what way? (laughs) So, according to them, there are tons of dead Revolutionary War soldiers buried under his property. (laughs) Where he's trying to build more real estate. He wants a colonial-themed strip mall, of course, with an IHOP. I thought you were going to say strip club. (laughs) I mean, that could be part of it. Uh, Maybe a, a... 
a IHOP slash strip club. Why don't you take off your red coat, baby? <laughs> Put on this powdered wig. <laughs> One if by land, two if for me. <laughs> um, but the, so they're trying to stop him. The British are coming. <laughs> <laughs> in, in this example, they're both British. Careful with that syrup, folks. Um, but. This group is trying I to cannot stop. Cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I have a fucking boner. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anders. Go ahead. <laughs> this group is trying to stop him from building the Continental Commons, which would be this this strip mall. Uh, and he says, you know, because there's all these soldiers down there, and they want it to be historically preserved, like it, you know, they're uh, believers in uh, the power of history, in American history. Uh, He says, this is an interesting argument on his point, that the point of the Revolutionary War was so he could build an IHOP on this land. Oh, for real? (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. That's weird because it's an international house of pancakes. Of pancakes. It's a a republic of pancakes. How many countries is it actually in? Is what I wonder. IHOP is a house of immigrants. We are all IHOPians. So if you assume that there's a McDonald's as like America's premier uh, corporate uh, soft power extension into other countries, and that's in like the most other countries, IHOP, I would gather, is in like 80% of the McDonald's reach. This is just purely pulled out of my ass guessing. And in that case, I'd say, what? almost all the countries like you're not going to get into like the small islands and stuff but anywhere there's a major metropolitan area i would bet you there's an ihop yeah i don't know about that because they have uh pineapple pancakes in some places which they say are tropical oh which they say are tropical <laughs> well i mean unless it's like par- being embargoed you can <laughs> get those shipped in <laughs> it's not like there's any pineapples growing around here i'm i'm joking yeah you never hear about a place built on top of revolutionary soldiers. It's always on top of the people that they killed. Right. This would be an interesting movie. Oh, you know, yeah. About getting haunted by, like... It's kind of a sweet revenge. You know? Yeah. Um, but they're, like... He's, like, hired private investigators to dox these guys. He, he thinks they're kooks and um, really wants to build this shit. Uh <laughs> Apparently, funny side note, PETA... Mr. Broccoli. In, this, in Fishkill, PETA wanted them to change the name from Fishkill because they thought it was, like, you know, encouraging killing fish or something. Great. Uh, that's, not, that's not what that means. I know. <laughs> this is just PETA digging its own grave beneath an IHOP. Um, but yeah, as someone pointed out, the mayor of Fishkill was like, okay, what are you going to do about the cat skills? I think we can yeah, you're agree. fighting an unwinnable war for yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, it's cats kills. I guess, but kill is, I don't know, isn't that a Scottish word or something? Who knows? Yeah, there's a bunch of places called like fresh kills and shit like that around yeah. here, because it was just cool, but right. it doesn't actually mean kills. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, this goes back to, like, the, the idea that there are soldiers here. Um, there's been, like, cemeteries and the Daughters of the American Revolution had an installation in 1897 to commemorate all the bodies beneath this field. Uh, and um, there's like a, an FBI agent who's trying to say that it should be historically pervert, preserved. Even Chuck Schumer weighed in and he was like um, say, saying that the town, of, the town of Fishkill is sitting on a gold mine because... Uh, if this is true and there's all these bodies, that could lead to a lot of tourism. A lot of nerds coming in and wanting to and see the skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. What if they also wrapped? <laughs> Let's get Lynn Manuel involved yeah. here. Right. I mean, from the from the Harlem, you know, not far from this. But uh, Schumer apparently said he was going to chant "fish kill, fish kill, fish kill" in Congress until he got funding for this uh, battlefield protection program. Um, but meanwhile, Broccoli has been holding onto this property and, uh, he has hired archeologists to prove that there isn't anybody down there. They found like at least four people, um, but corrupt archeologists. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's very unclear as to how many guys are down there. And that's really the, 
essence of this problem is like it would be kind of funny if they stopped him from building this uh, strip mall and then they dig down there and they find that there's like nobody there. Do we know the number of dead Revolutionary War soldiers that prevents an IHOP from occurring? <laughs> <laughs> is it like six? I don't know. I is mean, it a squad? I think we'd have to defer to the families. It's kind of like a beautiful image that, that that's the world that they fought for, you know? Yeah. That's what they wanted. Yeah, really, their bones should be demolished and replaced with an eye <laughs> you, you came here to make that happen. That's America. That's the right. American dream. I know you lived too long ago to really know that was what was going on, but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. It wasn't really about the king or whatever. <laughs> They're throwing a bunch of pancakes in the harbor. Yeah. <laughs> No taxation on my moons over my hammy. See, this story is worth telling if for no other reason than the man's name is Dominic Broccoli. Mm -hmm. Now that's a uh, household name. That is real cool. Keep close to the heart for years to come. Five fast, five furious. Yeah. (sighs) Man. Uh, Is that the week? That's the week. The governor of Wisconsin did a line Adam veto where he changed a one digit because they have these obscure line item veto rules uh, and they were supposed to get pure, per pupil funding added by you know a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars per pupil in the state of Wisconsin for the next like two or three years and he changed it to 400 years which you can just do in Wisconsin uh, is that just funny. like any municipal or local level position uh, no one can stop you from being a little tyrant if you choose to <laughs> Yeah, well, it's. I mean, the precedent was set, and I think the only reason Evers, the governor, did this is because Scott Walker did a similar thing with, like, you know, sustainability funding. He's like, I veto this for a thousand years, and Evers is like, well, he did it, so I'm going to do it, too. Um, oh, real quick, so, you know, our former President Trump likes the nicknames, and I think this is another New York thing, is nicknames. Uh, he... Broccoli gives a bunch of people uh, nicknames, like there's a guy, Lance Ainsworth. His name is Broccoli. Yeah, it's a real glass houses situation. Fucking <laughs> nerve of this guy. Yeah, uh, but like the FBI agent who's involved in this, he calls uh, Sir Lance lies a lot and land grabbing Lance and your local <laughs> FBI lie agent. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> uh, there's another guy who's in the, you know, Revolutionary War enthusiast uh, whose name's Marty Beister, and he calls him Crooked Marty. And <laughs> that's not anything. Yeah. <laughs> and he's asked, like, uh, did you get this kind of style of nickname giving from Trump? And he's like, no, this is just the way we talk in the Bronx. <laughs> I think it is a thing. We keep it real here. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump, the local figure, he doesn't know he was president. <laughs> I mean, that's from fun- Home Alone 2? It's the fun, and also, uh, oh yeah, 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 and he's tried to um, call them anti-Italian bigots for them, <laughs> like you know, sort of uh, insinuating that he has mob connections, and he called this woman Barbara the bigot uh, for her false and malicious statements about Italian Americans. Um, but I think there's something kind of interesting to the fact that these like Revolutionary War guys, you know, uh, what. Protestants, yeah, probably. <laughs> and then you got this Italian guy who's bringing in like, you know, kind of a papal, you know, the yeah, inter- an imperial authority. Well, the, the IHOP looks like a church, you know. Yeah. So maybe that's what's really at the at the, the base. Of that's all what's this. at the base of this. You know, that's what's at the heart of the situation. It's just right. tale as old as time. You know, that he's an Italian immigrant. And it's the schism. They're POC. You know, they're never. They're still not white because of uh, you know. Because they're greasy ethnics with their pancake churches. So what do the Revolutionary War... What what does this group do when there's not a series of bodies beneath a developing IHOP? Um, Do they do reenactments? Yeah, reenactments and stuff. They just chat Benedict Arnold? Glad that guy's dead. They just like lectures, shit like that. You know, what if the British won? Oh, they, shit. They ponder that. Oh, they're obsessed with a year so, and so a bunch of didn't. counterfactual situations that yeah. might happen. That's weird. <laughs> That's a bunch insane. of weirdos. <laughs> Who would do that? I can't support that in good conscience. 
It's so hot. Yeah, it's crazy how hot it is. Because we've been turning the AC off, and that's to respect the listener and it's, their ears. It sounds better. There's no hissing in the background because we turn the AC off in my stupid haunted house factory apartment. It feels like I'm drowning right now. It's so <laughs> fucking hot outside. It was the hottest day on record, apparently, a couple days ago. We did it. So we, we made it really hot. This is for you. <laughs> sweating for you so that you don't send me an email that's like, motherfucker, have you ever recorded a podcast before? I got one like that a while back. That's pretty good. And they were right. It sounded bad, but man, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you got to do to make it sound good. Sometimes so that's what you got to do. Fucking... I appreciate this, please. You have to swelter. Does anybody bit. have any events coming up? I do. Uh, if you're in New York City, uh, which we've been talking about again, um, our favorite, the best city in the world, in my biased opinion, we are uh, showing, I am showing, um, with the help of my friend Andy uh, from Antifada, uh, a movie at Woodbine on Wednesday um, this is one of my favorite movies, Half Nelson, which is a little-known indie film from the mid-2000s about a, a Marxist middle school history teacher who is addicted to cocaine and is played by Ryan Gosling. That sounds like the coolest thing I've ever heard. It's, yeah, it's a great film, and uh, we're going to be screening that at Woodbine in Ridgewood. Coming out to that, uh, you can check out their... Instagram page for more info, Woodbine. And, um, yeah, it'll be at 7.30, Wednesday, July 12th. Damn, that rocks. I have nothing, Jake. <laughs> we have show. We have a show coming up in, in September. I'll get details on it soon. It's going to be us, Antifada Minion, Death Cult. I have a show uh, with Jamie Peck also in September. It's going to be at TVI on the 2nd. Details on that also to come. Um... That's it. Just keep an ear out for that shit. I'll start plugging it proper pretty soon. Uh, I think that's it. It's so hot. Appreciate your air conditioning. It's finished. <laughs>